You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Nostalgia is one of the strongest forces in the human psyche and is responsible for the continued existence of some of our favorite fandoms. From the minds behind the Dole Up and Dreams podcast and Isolation Cast Voices from Quarantine, Saturday Morning Confidential takes you on a deep dive into the properties that helped influence the artists and creators of today. So whether you are a Goonie, a Gym Girl, a Digi Destined, or you just want to return to Oz... New episodes release on Fridays bi-weekly starting January 1st of 2021. And join us on the Wednesdays after the main show for the Serial Killer Radio Hour, where we sit down with the people responsible for the toys, shows, and fandoms that you love. Now you can find Saturday Morning Confidential at certainpov.com backslash smcpod or on your favorite podcast platforms. So don't forget to tune in for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. Estamos grabando en un día especial. El día es septiembre 16, 2021, y hoy se festeja 201 décimos años de la independencia mexicana y que se escuche desde donde estés escuchando. ¡Y que viva México! Welcome, listeners. Welcome, JV Pickers. Josue here, back with working together to bring you a playlist worth getting lost to by our collective brain trust. This week's theme is emo. So grab your quarters, pick your dibs, Geekly Media presents Jukebox Vertigo. Go, go, go. <laughs> so, it was a big table. We're still at this big table. But sadly, it wasn't going to be a full table because we are, in the end, our loner emos here at the <laughs> show anyway. So, in the end, it was appropriate. But everybody who got to miss out on the show is always welcome back on any other one. Just hit me up. On at Jukebox Vertigo on Twitter. Hashtag always be plugging. So, introducing everybody. Welcome. Steven. It's me. It is you. Also from Geekly Media. Also from uh, Love of Pages. Mm-hmm. Good to have you, buddy. Thank you. It's good to be back. And yeah. this is this is one that I I basically like pointed at. Like it was going to be the home run. <laughs> yes. like I, I pointed for the rafters like I'll be on that one. I have said this before. I've. I guess not called out, but I've shouted out um, you, Stephen, on the show. That <laughs> I know you from high school. I know you pretty well. Not pretty well from high school, but because I would just admire, admire you from afar. <laughs> you were just like the coolest. You were like... Far from it, this. Your nickname was the happiest emo. Back when being emo was borderline a stigma. <laughs> you rocked that shit with the tightest pants and the straightest of comb over hair. It was wonderful. And you always did it with a smile on your face, buddy. It was awesome. So it's I was... I couldn't through. see the back of my hair where it wasn't straight. That's why I was still smiling. But that's what made it cool. Uh, <laughs> so that's, I, was, I was so excited for you to join this episode. So, and of course, as always, we're going to have ourselves Keith. Yo, um, I know you're very excited to have me on the emo episode. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, mean, I love it. it. It's like, 
me going over to the stepping into uh, the country episode where it's kind of like, all right, I don't know. Not really my thing, but shoot my shots. Don't take my picks. Yeah. When was the country episode? Uh, before the reboot. It'll uh, come back around. I okay. promise. <laughs> I might want to be on that one, too. Ooh. Oh, oh, please. I'm, you know I'm going to bring in country, please. I'm going to bring in Billy Gilman. Because <laughs> I was about one voice when I was a little kid. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. So, uh, moving forward with uh, our small table. Next up is, let's talk about our what we've been listening to. Some recommendations. It's been a while. And I had some repeatsies. I uh, had some fun stuff that I listened to. There was... <laughs> Let's stop. Let's let's. I'm gonna start with the stuff that wasn't as fun. Um, Iron Maiden has sen- Senjutsu, and it was musically it was an Iron Maiden album. But man, you can just like Bruce Dickinson is just he's just an old man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you talk about like I uh, haven't done high high no, high uh, pitch voices in a while, and it's like bro, like, I, I, I don't think he has either. It's been <laughs> it's been a minute. But musically, Senjutsu was super dope to listen to. Like just like for all, for all that old school metal, Lady Gaga with Dawn of Chromatica. That whole mm-hmm. time I was listening to it, I only wanted to go back to Chromatica and listen to the original songs. Uh, so yeah, go back and listen to last year's Chromatica because we were robbed from a great pride last last year with that album. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, not really necessarily bad, but um, it's just because I basically listened to. Most of it already, but now it's all collected. But uh, anime music Lisa with uh, Hadashi No Step, pretty much like her four song EP with yeah Hadashi No Step, and a few of like pretty much like all the singles are all, all collected into one. Um, let's just go in order before I get lost. There was a uh, low or uh, friend of the show, uh, Jake Jacob, uh, that we know. I saw him tweet out a uh, shout out with the uh, Lowe's album Hey What, and it was really cool. It was interesting. I would call, I mean, Jimmy, I've never really listened to Low, but they have a, a vast, a, so many, so many albums. With this one, it was interesting where it was like alternative folk music, but it was like in like, that's just like the most generic way I can put it. I'm probably just doing a disservice, but it, it was, it was a cool listen to. The other one that was a very interesting listen to, listening that was like, I was, saying, I was mentioning it to Sochi where it was like, it tested me, but not in a bad way. It was just like, it was an experience, and this was a uh, uh, lingua ignata's sinner get sinner get ready, and this shit was heavy. This shit was heavy on your ears, where it was just like, I mean, a lot of spoken word just like being thrown at you, or just like, Whew, we're going somewhere with this. So that was interesting. If you just want to like just take a moment on that one, it's, it's a cool project. Now for the old stuff, before we catch up on the actual last week stuff, the cranberries had a very lovely. Um, culmination put together with remembering dolores and it is probably like my new favorite greatest hits of of the, of the cranberries uh you're not going to get your automatic go-tos you're not like zombies linger dreams automatically aren't on there this was a greatest hits uh cultivated by uh family members uh remaining band members just like pretty much like all their favorite songs that would pretty much like th- them how they would remember dolores or like their personal favorite tracks from her and you listen to all these and it's like yeah, obviously, like they're all cranberry songs, but they really do highlight all of like Dolores's just like lyricism, her singing, and it's like it's it's so well put put together. So I definitely re- uh, recommend rem- remembering Dolores. Then probably like, a contender for one of my favorite R and B um, hip hop albums of the year, Little Sims. With sometimes I might be introvert, 
I was a real big, real big fan of the "I Love You, I Hate You" single earlier this year. I kind of had it. We kind of had it on repeat, and now the whole album was out. This shit was really, really fun, and it was kind of like um, an acronym. Called, <laughs> it said backronym, but it's um, it's uh, her nickname of her name is uh, Simi, which is sometimes I might be introvert. That's why she kind of named it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but damn, it was like a really good listen to, and it's um. Black UK rapper and she's just amazing. Like we like, and I, and I love listening to like that accent on rapping. We love like the the like Riz Ahmed rapping, just like that intricate ac- exotic accent. And then it's like throw, throwing bars. Oof, I just lo- love that mix. Moving along, we had yet another word question mark side C E P from atmosphere it's pretty much like the whole, the whole album is being released in these ep sections and then the album would just be all of the eps together <laughs> so, like gorillas uh, did like yeah. when gorillas was releasing ep every three weeks for a while there <laughs> pretty much yeah it's pretty much what's gonna happen so i guess like the album should be coming out relatively soon since i think all the songs are basically out no there's gonna be a side d so it can be on like the double vinyls so i can expect that and then i can actually fully review the album because i think side c is like so far like my favorite bunch like a bunch of songs out of the out of the three so far um okay i kind of wish that crozen was here for this episode uh, <laughs> I, I knew his um I, I i already expected what his intro was gonna be with uh with baby keem's the melodic blue did you guys listen to this one absolutely not oh god you don't you didn't listen to that clip the that he sent us what was the line so she fuck she's not listening she's ignoring me <laughs> Oh, the, the top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Oh my God. It goes on for like two measures. He says it like eight times. Like it goes on too, too long where it's just like, you didn't, you didn't think of what to say, did you right there? And then it passes over to Kendrick's part. So you just forget, but it, you don't, you don't forget. Cause it's like, it's like that pancake. It's like pancakes all over again. It's, it's it was literally that. It sounds like Donda. No, no, you, you don't, <laughs> don't. Kendrick was attached to that, so just don't. All right, just don't. He just kept right, saying we'll, the same thing over and over, right? <laughs> we're moving on. Just don't. <laughs> Radiohead had a single. Um, if you say the word uh, since uh, after the release for the video game uh, tease, yeah. kid, a kid amnesiac or something kid like that. Amnesia, yeah, yeah. It's still yeah, yeah. kind of tied to Kid A. I, th- I thought it was kind of like re-releasing a single from Kid A, but it's it's kind of it's basically a new song. Are you, are you guys excited for the video game? It was Absolutely. Weird as fuck, but I'm so into it. Yeah, well, I'd like to see more about what it is mm-hmm. first before I get too hyped, you know. It, it feels like a VR experience, but I don't think it's that. Yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, because like, it would be limiting the scope of people who could experience it. Yeah. Um, there was, I was going to, Metallica. The Bentaka blacklist earlier. <laughs> there was um, people covering. I was like, nothing else matters. Sad but true. I think a couple of interest Sandman's. There were some really bad ones. Some pretty interesting ones. Some actually kind of like Doug. Uh, mo- mostly because I'm a sucker for Sad but True. It's my favorite Metallica song. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go over li- to listen to any of these. I'll collect. I wasn't gonna listen to like the whole thing. I was gonna listen to like the ones I remembered or ones that kind of interested me. If I missed out, but uh, I didn't. I didn't want to. So. <laughs> After that, new new songs that just kind of came out just yesterday was oh, an album I'm so excited for in just a couple of weeks, two weeks, three weeks, one, two, two weeks away. <laughs> Dying Wish, a lo- local um, metal band, Dying Wish. And 
the fragments of a bitter memory are is oh god that first thing was awesome the second scene was really good and now there was a third one severing the severing the senses fuck it's really good and she can just do clean vocals like i mean obviously anybody can do clean vocals just regular singing but when when you just get the break from her screams those guttural deep ones and then it's like oh damn she can deliver, deliver a good hook and it's just like it doesn't really ruin like the metal aspect of it it's just like when you were, you would expect like the duo and you like enter like the lady doing like the hook. No, it's fucking all her. And it's like, it's so good. And I can't wait to see them here. Um, so yeah. And in two weeks, the, the whole album, the whole album will, will be out. And then today, Porque es el Día de la Independencia, Snow the Product released a video and a song, uh, Que le gusta el flow. And whew, it is a spicy video. But the song, of course, <laughs> the song, of course, it is super fucking dope. Of course, she delivers. And with somebody who, I'm, she hasn't really collaborated before with uh, John Z. And he enters in fast and hard, and I was actually, and I was automatically a fan of his. Uh, even I just like uh, him and the song, and it's so definitely collaborate more. And I'm so happy that she's like going and popping off more in Mexico now. So, rounding off that, pretty much all of my recommendations to close it off, <laughs> since it's part of the topic today. The used, hey. the, the used had a hard work, uh, the deluxe release but it's basically like it hard work was last year's album and now they released a deluxe version but it was kind of like why because like you hear deluxe right you get like two three maybe four songs there's a whole like was it i think not 11 songs where it's basically they could have just said it because like a double album they just added a whole other album onto this deluxe one of yeah last year's album so and it's um, entire it's a new songs, not like uh demo versions of songs. No, or like you always get like those like in parentheses demos, like you're like the you can see the same tracks, it's just a bunch of new songs. Huh. So if you like that one, because it was it was a it was a pretty alright album, uh, for our heart work, but you know, there's just it's a twenty seven album deluxe collection. So that was all of my bits. Steven, what have you mm-hmm. been listening to? What have you been jamming to? All right, so the thing that I've been playing the most, the most has been, well, I've pl- I played several things. One of the things I can't mention until later in this episode, but the thing that I've, I have replayed over and over again is God Only Knows, a Beach Boys cover by, uh, what is it? I forget the, the main group. It's Scary Pockets, which is, um, like, it, it, they have a couple members of Pomplamoose, and then this one just says featuring Pomplamoose. It really? is <laughs> so good. It's so fucking good. They say it says it says it's a Beach Boys God Only Knows funk cover. It's not super funky, but it's it's still got funk in it. And just oh man, it's lovely. Um, other than that, um, there are a couple things that I've listened to the most recently. Um, the next one would have been there's a new song from one of my favorite post hardcore bands from my teen days. Uh, they they came back around. They had a ten year reunion tour, and now they've put out two new songs. Neither of them are my favorite thing in the world, but it's just that good to have new music from them. Uh, and so the second one is the newest single, Talk About It, by the band Lower Definition. The third one, the third thing that I've been listening to most is that Daniela Andrade, she put out a bunch of live videos. And she's oh, just nice. too good. Like, I, I, I hadn't seen I her post her. these. She's been posting them, like, over a few weeks. But like when they're now finally all out together, I went back and I was watching them and playing them through again, because for the most part, I believe they're all songs that she's released before. So those are very good. I am a huge fan of hers Uh, from like, um, 
a buddy of mine was playing it from his room and it was just loud enough for me to catch it from the living room. And it's like, as soon as it was over, I was like, dude, what the fuck was that? Just send it to me. <laughs> and it was like, when she was kind of first start, starting out, so it was like 2015, 16. It was when she did her, her Telegraph and Sober cover of Childish Gambino. Like, mm-hmm. her meddling two Childish songs together. And it was like, wow, that's fucking dope as hell. Um, and after that, I was like, yeah, she's dope. She's, I like yeah. That. I remember, um, like, I've, I've, like, same, like, I, I've ended up watching most of her stuff back when because it was covers. You know, I know yeah. these songs, and this person has a fantastic falsetto. I want to hear them. Uh, and then, obviously, she's gotten much bigger. She's, like, it seems like she's found who she is and she's living that through her music. And then she did that song that was in Umbrella Academy that was uh, a cover. And I was just like, yeah. Cause I'm a person who watches things with all the subtitles on. Yeah. <laughs> so it said like this, this song by Danielle Andrade. And I was like, ah, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I was watching just to follow up on your subtitle statement. I forgot to mention this to you guys. I think it's funny. I was watching my hero academia. Uh, Cause I've never actually watched the show. And what? I know I've read, I've read every manga volume. Don't <laughs> but uh, I was like, eh. so I watched it and I watched the dub, which apparently makes me a war criminal, according to Liz. Um, but it's not as good, but still good. She's like, wait, you're watching the dub. I'm like, yeah. She's like, but you have subtitles on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything should have subtitles. Everything yeah. forever. Yeah. I appeal to both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I, we, I want to listen want... to it, but if I miss something, I want to be able to look down and see what they said. Right. Yeah. With, with, we read with comic Japanese, books. Yeah. With Japanese, I have to actually sit and read and I'm not looking at what's going on. Oh, you know? I mean, like, <laughs> I'll give you that. It really, like, we're talking, we're talking a little manga break, uh, anime break, <laughs> but it really sucks when it's subs and it's like everybody's talking at the same time and they literally put both dialogues at, on top of each other and it's mm-hmm. like they're saying this and you're reading two dialogues to snap. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it can be a mess sometimes. But yeah, that's what I've been listening to for the most part. Alright, dope, dope. And Keith, what have you been listening to since the last show? Well, the thing I listened to right before our last show was the first thing I listened to after our last show, which was the new songs from ABBA. Mm. And and. <sighs> Uh, I still lo- really like them. I know a lot of people are dumping on them, but they're elderly. They're not going <laughs> to give you Dancing Queen, guys. Like, just they, get over it. I like, will say they do sound like they're like, this This is the last time. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the song that plays when it's like, okay, everyone, like, last call, like, go home, find your cars. Yeah, like, like if they make ABBA the movie, this is the one that plays during the credits. Like, yeah. yeah. So, um... I like them. They're fine. Uh, I'm just really excited they're going to tour. <laughs> I really badly want to see Ava live. Um, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. I, I enjoy them. I think part of me is a really big fan of stuff like The Carpenters. And so mm. this come off a lot like The Carpenters. And I'm like, cool, I love The Carpenters. I've been threatening to put The Carpenters on this playlist for a while now. <laughs> um, so um, uh, I also listen to Drake. Certified Lover Boy, and my review for that is: um, Donda is more interesting. <laughs> Drake is better. They're both way too long. Way too long. I cannot do that. Like that's not happening. I didn't get through either of them all the way. Didn't care enough. So, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the big news for me this week is we got some new Fickle Friends music. <laughs> yeah. I got a new single from Fickle Friends, uh, which was really, really good. 
Uh, it's called uh, Are We Gonna Be All... No, no, sorry. The album's called Are We Gonna Be All Right? And the song is called Love You to Death. And um, I've already pre-ordered the album, which I told Josue I had to import from England. And the shipping costs are more than the album. <laughs> uh, but it's a really cool blue transparent album. And I'm fine with that. So um, can't wait. And they're touring in uh, in Europe right now. So hopefully that means once everything gets resolved with COVID, they can make a tour to the U.S. and I can see them live because I love, love, love me some Fickle Friends. That'll be cool in 2027. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when I'm like 50 and an <laughs> 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 old man watching Fickle Friends. Um, I also listened to the Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah, a good awesome. soundtrack. Um, my only criticism with it is, is it starts off way too hot because the best song is the first song, Always Rising. Mm. It's really cool because it starts off really mellow and then it gets into this quick, fast spitting of rap lyrics and it's fucking awesome. And then everything else after that's really cool and fun, but it never hits that high again. And I think if that was like shifted a little further down the album, I think that would have been made a little better, but I still love the album. Absolutely <laughs> great. Almost as good as the movie. Uh, so <laughs> that's two reviews for one. Um, I also listen to a lot of Vince Staples. Ooh, nice. I, I just keep coming back to this album, man. I think it's it's my it's my hip hop album of the year so far. Oh damn, nice! Like I just love it so, and I, I even went back to like FM, his old album. Like I've been <laughs> kind of going back to his old stuff because of it. So, um, and then I listen to Blackpink, and one of the girls from Blackpink, the third of the four girls from Blackpink, Lisa, has released her first solo uh, project, Ooh. just called La Lisa, and it's got two songs on it: La Lisa and Money. Now, she's the one that's predominantly known in Blackpink as the rapper. They're always the ones that do a solo album first. You know, two others have already done it. That's the thing. Like, what? She's the third of the four. Yeah. Like, that's they're, crazy. They're really capitalizing on it because they're the biggest, besides, besides BTS, they're the biggest Korean band in the world. Like, they're insane. And so they're really trying to capitalize on them while they're still hot, I guess. So. You ever listen to Brown Eyed Girls? No. It's good, good K-pop group. Also, yeah. girls, Gen- girls' generation. Mm. Don't get me stop it, stop it, stop getting me more. So K-pop. good. <laughs> I <fought> this. <laughs> I, I like Blackpink because they're different. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also listen to a band I can't talk about because they're kind of coming up later. We'll talk about Ooh. that in a bit. Um, kind of coming up later. Uh, but then uh, I also listen to some Dua Lipa. Obviously, it's I kind of came around to Dua Lipa again because it was time. And it's she's good music for me to listen to while I'm reading, you know, like I'm reading my comics for the week and she's good music to put on because I don't have to think about it too much. And the last thing I listened to wasn't music, but uh, this is as good a place as any for me and Josue to say that rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Oh, yeah. I went back and listened to some of his stand up. Uh, I listened to me doing stand up, which is the name of the album, which opens with a speech about him, about how good it is to be alive and not dead, which is just yeah <laughs> so um but he's i know he wasn't a perfect guy like he he made some really offhanded jokes that were kind of like offensive to people i understand but in my opinion nobody has ever constructed and delivered jokes as well as norm mcdonald i, no, I, I sure. think I, I think he's the best when it comes to that um 
I think and, my show's pretty safe to say, like, he's no piece of shit like Adam Carolla, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like double, double down that way. Yeah. I mean, he made some off-color jokes, but I mean, that's most comedians. He didn't, he didn't hurt anybody. He didn't, you know, so um, I saw some people, like, the day he died trying to, like, start this revolution against saying rest in peace for norm mcdonald like, well, i know he i know he, he'd he'd kind of come down on like what i think we would all agree is like the the wrong side of a couple issues in the last few years yeah yeah that, i think that's the thing where a lot of that stuff came from yeah yeah and also if you ever watch the norm mcdonald show the the web show he does it gets pretty extreme you mm-hmm. know and just like he's a comedian you know and it's it's unfortunate and it's not to everybody's taste and his later stuff I wasn't the biggest fan of, but you can't argue with the fact of how he can construct construct comedy. Yeah. yeah. I think I think like he was a quintessential stand up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like so it's a shame. Just, if we find out like six years from now, there's like some weird situation where we like we're in like some like Percy Jackson kind of thing where like we're <laughs> we're we're meeting all the gods and stuff and we meet whoever's responsible for taking people at the end of their lives and they were aiming for Joe Rogan and missed. I swear to God. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, I've, I've always been fond of, uh, I just like my first introduction of, of Norm Macdonald was, uh, Billy Madison. Like I was just like, I was the kid like in oh, the nineties. Wow. I was, I was a kid in the nineties. So like that first opening bit, we're just like, what's today? October. Like dude, <laughs> and that shit killed me. Really. It's like, at, at, at that point I was like, Oh, that dude's fucking funny. And like every time I would see him everywhere, I was like, Oh shit. Yes, like I've, I've always, I was, I always got excited seeing him. So it was, it's been a shitty year losing kind of, kind of some comedians. Like a couple months ago, I was a big yeah. Sean Locke fan, and seeing him go almost by like similar base, similar conditions, and it's like fucking hey, these comedians are just <sighs> take care of yourselves. Personally, I just learned not to fall, not not to love comedians anymore because oh, I yeah. still haven't gotten over even just Mitch Hedberg, and that was yeah. what oh was a four. <laughs> That was like nine girlfriends ago. ago. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, No. Yeah. And and also comedians tend to be more problematic than others. So yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And also uh, last thing about Norman Tunnel, the best roast performance ever when he roasted Bob Saget and he did the opposite. He did the anti roast. That shit was so funny. Like, I love that. So he's original. It's, It's unfortunate, you know, so. Well, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, no other music that I can think of I listen to. Cool, cool. Now, let's get on to adding this fresh new page to the jukebox. Emo music. Uh, I love emo music. We were talking about it can be such a stigma. It's because uh, like, but that's only for like the, this is like the middle. It's, it was like the midlife crisis of emo. It, like for now. Literally, we're on the fifth, like, okay, we're just going to get, like, kind of technical. Right now, we're in the fifth wave. People call it the DIY phase of emo. So, two phases ago, or two waves ago, was, like, the midlife crisis of emo. And that was the pop the pop punk era. Like, your your eyeliner green days and your MCRs and your, pop, and your popular ones. But there's just so much else around it that is just so beautiful. <laughs> emo can be traced back all the way. But even, like, I guess, like, now, in retrospect, it's, like, Joy Division can be considered it. And like, not necessarily the band, and not, and I'm not saying like the 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 tragedy, but you would watch interviews, and Kurt Cobain, for all of his cynicism, was pretty emo just to, to be around. Dare you even? You would have him. You would have him around, and, be, and you would say, "All right, who brought the emo to the room?" You would is somebody would say that about Kurt Cobain. Then and then and then so let's talk about some of his lyrics. And then you move into now the pop, the popular phase, um, the popular, uh, the popular phase, which is like what I was talking about, the the pop punk 
phase. And uh, that's kind of like where I was kind of like my pubescent adolescence was like that era middle part. So it's at first it was kind of like, it's all, it's all about metal. So I would see it. I'd be like, nah, that shit wasn't music. But after a while, I was like, you know what? There's some good shit in the middle there. And then, then, then later on discovering what music kind of was, it's kind of like, all right, cool. That's considered emo. That's considered emo. I guess in the end, I'm just a sucker for fucking emo and nobody can mm-hmm. tell me different. I'm, I'm actually kind of yeah. curious. We have, we have a, a lighter table this time. We're not a round table. We are a triangle table for this episode. So what was, what would you guys think is like the first emo experience you ever had for music? Cause I think I know where this really was well, for me. Here's my issue, right? And yes. this will lead into answering your question, right? So I don't think emo is a genre of music. That's the problem. I think emo is a, an attitude. And if we're talking about an attitude, then yes, Kurt Cobain was an emo person, you know, literally emotional person. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm like, but to me, emo, like, in this definition, is a style of music. <laughs> You know, that's what I'm trying to say. If we're talking emotional, we can go back to Otis Redding is emo. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, so like, that's why I'm saying like, it's kind of like, uh, it's complicated. So my definition of emo is very complicated. My, um, my first experience with what I realize is emo is actually a band that I did not realize was emo first. And they're actually coming up later. So I'm not going to talk about it right now. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, for you, Josue? I don't know. I don't. I don't step on anybody else's bubbles because I can think of a few where I started to <laughs> contemplate lyrics based on like, okay, this genre is isn't what I would consider, or at that point, I didn't really know what emo would be, or what what I knew what emo would turn out to be. And that's the thing. Like to me, like you don't see it as as a genre, and I see it, and I've, well, I've always seen it as like, well, music is always evolving. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's been waves of emo because it's always been how people have been like transitioning uh, through throughout the times, which is why like pro- arguably the best times were was after the, the third wave, the revival of of emo, some of the greatest indie bands. See, and that's where it went into from like pop, pop punk emo into the Midwestern indie bands that yeah. were, that had this foundation of emo. So, where, so let me, well, let me yeah. ask you this though. What's your definition of emo? This, this is one that I like if, if we don't go into it now it was 100% gonna be a thing that I had to like deconstruct at least a little bit when yeah. I started delivering my my picks to the simplest point I guess like lyrics is gonna be like the easiest call out as far as like music wise like presentation wise at this point there's just so much of it it's just like which wave you're kind of like ad- adapting to because you have your screamos but then you have your uh uh your newfound glories and it's just like they're just vastly different mm-hmm. I, I for me emo is not necessarily just any one particular sound even though i think it does start with one kind of sound mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's whichever one is identified as emo to you in that time which i think is for me personally uh, like an offshoot of indie where we first started saying what indie was and then there's a certain kind of tonality that's split off from that um, with like a little bit crunchier guitars and a specific mm-hmm. kind of turn to it. And then from there, everything else was just, it relates back to this other thing that relates back to that first entry into quote unquote emo for me. Everything from there was just, if it could trace its lineage to how I found it or how, or what I thought of it going back to that first one, that's emo. 
I, I think like um, to me emo because I don't go back as far as some in my head with emo. I think uh, one of the indicators of emo is a level of production. Um, That's fair. I, I don't think like going further back again. If we're going with like based on you know emotional lyrics and even simple lyrics, maybe with guitars. That's the Beatles. You know, I wouldn't label the Beatles as emo. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's a certain level of production. And I think my big thing with it is, I think emo spawned out of grunge. There's The people went harder and the people went softer. And I think emo was the softer edge of grunge. And so that's kind of how I define it, <clears throat> is the more singer-songwriter style of grunge. And then you got the alternative rock that went the other way. I think unpolished, self-produced, off of, like offshoot of Indian grunge is where that started for me. Oh, for sure. I was going to yeah. say that's a perfect segue into like I guess like my example that I guess like I wouldn't use it this time because it was there were an entry on the on the last time. But Sunny Day Real Estate from the nineties, mm. perfect, a great emo band. But then again, like it's like I guess like this is where I kind of like is like my my other side of it is like I guess like the produ- I don't see like the production side because you have that band and like that indie side, but then you have your um, again the middle the middle ground the midlife crisis the ah. Uh, Panic at the, dis- at the discos. Mm-hmm. The- Self-produced. Yeah. Less- yeah, well, I'm not so much like, you know, money put into production, but there's mm-hmm. a level of production. It's less... Yeah, yeah. I don't want to use the word raw, but it's less raw than, say, like, the heavier version that came out of Crunch, is what I would say. It's also more melodic, and again, it's a really intangible thing to kind of define, because some things... And some bands are sometimes emo, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, so it gets really kind of complicated in that. Um... But I just think, um, like, there was, like, a certain style of production starting post-emo. And I would say I wouldn't go to emo. I wouldn't go for emo beyond going back further than, say, 95. That would be about, I'd say, 95, 96 is the birth of emo for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the early, early stuff. And then, of course, we know when the heyday was, because um, we all listened to music at that time. <laughs> and um, But, yeah, I just think it's really interesting that, like, because I know, Josue, you and me have talked about it, and you've talked about emo hip-hop and stuff like that. Yes. So, that, I mean, that branches off a whole nother thing. And so, I just think emo is really nebulous, and it's less, like, I wouldn't put emo in the same category as, say, hard rock, metal, uh, country, hip-hop, so much as I would put it in the same vein as ballad love song you know it's a style it's a, it's a, sub, it's a subgenre like there's so many metal ones you want to put your glam metals with your, like, yeah. your neck your necrophagious in the same uh, level yeah what i'm saying it's not it's not so much the style of the music is what i'm saying it's the style of the song it's mm-hmm. the song writing how it was written because to me emo is about the lyrics in the end like emo is about the lyrics to me <laughs> um so i think that's kind of like yeah, it, it, I wouldn't compare it to other musical genres. I compared it to other music, song styles, love songs, ballads, mm-hmm. you know, um, bitch, I'm back songs. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. so. Yeah, so I think I think that's kind of interesting because it's you know everybody approaches emo a little differently, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's always a blast. Where when it was safe to emo nights at, at bars, clubs were just <laughs> the dopest. <laughs> I hope they come back. I hope they it, come back. Because it, it, it's going to be the kind of thing that you can do easily and not have to have like a whole tour behind a thing. Someone can be a DJ. Well, it would like, like here there's like for sure there was at least two different places that were like at least like once a month. It was like a thing to go to it was like mm-hmm. the, at the Hive 
or it was called the Hive Mind at the Star Theater and at the Holocene. There was always a, a at least one night a month. And it's like, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know who's who's uh, starting off with the the actual injuries here. I who's putting the first sticker on the jukebox? Yeah, I will tell you who is putting the first entry to the jukebox. The first entry will be none other than a recent inter- interviewee. Interviewee, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of a favorite of ours. We literally read a handful of her comics. Stephanie Phillips, please tell us what is your entry to the jukebox. Uh, all that I've got by the used. Oh, nice. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Very emo. <laughs> and that's funny because we, we, we always make sure not to duplicate bands. So I have to tell the rest of the group, don't use the used, which would be fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's actually might have been one of mine now that I think of it. So uh, awesome. Yes. I fucking love the used. And all I've got is a good song. I can't believe I'm just thinking about this. Not them, but... Such and I went to go see not the use. Well, they just happened to be there, but we went to go see Bayside, and I can't believe I, didn't, I can't believe I didn't think about. It. I, we've seen Bayside twice, and I can't believe I didn't th- consider any of their songs. I fucking love Bayside. No, Bayside's amazing, and Interrobang is the most confusing uh, album to try to suggest to anybody because I don't know what the fuck Interrobang means. But that's a good album. I've um, actually I've actually seen Bayside live too. They're, they're just so good. really good. Okay, ah, yeah. oh, got it. Little rant. Like, I know we're starting the jukebox already, but and we did an interest. But the most, one of the most emo. I oh got. I guess my most emo. Going back to your question, uh, Stephen, not the first time I discovered like really or when I first discovered emo, but my most emo moment was literally being arm in arm lined up after everybody moshing with each other with a bunch of other dudes just chanting out to the fucking skies to "Don't call me Peanut." Nice. It was the most emo moment of my life, and just seeing everybody <laughs> knowing the words, like the like the manliest of dudes, and just like, oh my god, we've all been heartbroken, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I think that I think that's the true joy of Bayside. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like anyone can be a Bayside fan. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I oh god, I don't like uh, Bayside. Don't put on bad luck. The guitars for that one just drive me, dude. Okay, okay. I guess honorable mention from my from me would have been Bayside. Hey, one of us might say Bayside. My one of you might say Bayside. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Just saying, yeah, I, I, I wasn't gonna go for Bayside, but you know what? That's it's it's because we could narrow it down to one song. When you walk up to the jukebox, you just push like two B, and the whole album plays. It's the cheapest play. It costs you one quarter to play it. When normally it would be a quarter per song. Yeah. It's great. Um. So it, it just came to me because uh, um, the second time we saw them. Uh, the used opened up for them. Mm. So oh. now for my first entry, I really love it when I can do this, when I can actually transition a song from the last episode into this one. Last episode was solo projects. And this one started as a solo project because back in MySpace days, people that's how people started kind of music sometimes. Um, and this one was by, do you guys know who Aaron Jalipsy is? Gal- uh, Aaron Gillespie? Gillespie, yes. Yeah, from Underoath, yeah. Yes. Are you going to do, are you going to, um, what is, uh, no, I'm not, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, man, back in 2007, I was enamored with this fucking album because there was this little single out called Say This Sooner by The Almost. 
this project was really dope. I was actually more a fan of this than I was from Under Oath, and everybody loved Under Oath in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a fact. Like, everybody, for some reason, I mean, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just hating on it, but they're, they're all right. I was, I was like, that's why I was, I was more stoked when Aaron would come on on the, on the lyrics, but when he'd be back there drumming away. But then he, had, then he had uh, his own project when he'd be more uh, uh, up in front with the almost. And yeah, Say the Sooner is just such a good song. It's such a good chanty song. It was, it was just, honestly, it just reminds me of like those high school vibes back in Cibola. So I, I, that's what I'm doing right now, transitioning from last episode to this one with The Almost with Say This Sooner. And Steven, that's right. What is your first entry? Okay, so uh, I think the people that are going to be listening to this one are going to be of our ilk. People who listen to the emo music, you know, like so- somewhere in the 2000s, in the aughts, you were in high school, you listened to the emo music, you enjoyed yourself, you had a good time, but you don't have any new emo bands. It's okay to listen to new music. Let me give you some. Give me some. Uh, so for this one, I'm actually going to mention a band, the band Hot Mulligan. Ooh. They're, they're, they're very, very good. It's it's right there with that kind of like shouty but still hooky mm-hmm. kind of like actual like catchy songs. Um, the song that I want to put here is Green Squirrel in Pretty Bad Shape. Uh, and it's off of a recent album of theirs. It was one from 2020, I believe. Uh, it's You'll Be Fine is the album. That whole album is fantastic. If you listen to this music in the 2000s and everything, I promise this is for you. <laughs> awesome I, i'm already gonna love this whole section anyways i'm really gonna vibe out today <laughs> what, what was it one more time uh the uh, name of the song uh, the, the name of the song is green squirrel in pretty bad shape <laughs> and keith what is your first entry okay so uh my first entry is uh it's gonna be funny okay so i'm gonna go with a pretty emo band which is story of the year Ooh. nice um and I'm going to go with a song called Just Close Your Eyes. Um, so this song. <laughs> okay. It's a wrestling theme song. A guy comes out to in wrestling. <laughs> so, wait, 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 okay. I feel like it's like one of like three wrestlers that are possible. It's, it's Christian. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was originally done by, um, uh, originally done by uh, Waterproof Blonde, which is uh, a female led band. Uh, the story of the year version is actually a cover that he did when he came back, but they did release it. It's on their uh, on their album, and it's really cool. I really like this song, and uh, just the chorus is a lot of fun. Like I don't know, I just, so um, that's when I was like, I actually came up with this when we when we rolled the the five categories. This song immediately popped in my head. I made a note <laughs> in in two months. Remember the song basically. So um, so yes, yeah, just close your eyes. My story of the year. Excellent. Okay, so para mi segunda canción, voy a escoger para mis fresitas, para mis emos, voy a poner panda. Los malaventurados no lloran. Oh, man, this song, of course. I mean, like, it, it just, when when at the time when it was, again, like, ooh, you're emo, like, or it was like, like, when it was said like that, man, and on top of that, you're a Mexican and you like panda, <laughs> then, and, then, and then you were added, like, a fresita is like, poof, buddy. And this super just like hetero machismo like environment, bro, get the fuck out of here. You literally have to sometimes be like closeted some bands. And it's like, but fuck that shit. Panda fucking ruled. 
And with this one, like the way it just opens with the like that bass, like do 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 ah bro, you're already fucking grooving. And then he starts singing the saddest song. Sé que están en algún lugar mejor. And then it just like you can just interpret it from like just go off from like what he could say next and just singing out to this uh just this long lover. And then I really like the music video because it's just a lot of just it's a lot of scenarios, a lot of like attempts on people hurting themselves, and in the end, the they all just get botched and it's like they just realize like oh shit, like there's just like they actually choose to live out their lives. And so, but the, the, you think it's gonna be really graphic, but the, it just ends on a really, I don't know, really uh, good note. So this one really goes out to all my Mexican emos, pa mis presitas, panda, <laughs> los, los malaventurados no lloran. You so you're going like, to like, just send me everything you just said. Okay. <laughs> my favorite part, you're just like, 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 for my presitas, like, that's my favorite part of everything you said here. <laughs> well, I mean, I gotta, I gotta shut them out. <laughs> what no like one hundred percent dude like I do I, I'm I'm like one hundred percent a white person walking around and I still got this stuff thrown at me like like I I, I, I like girls pants it's hey, fine it's okay bro <laughs> okay and Stephen what is your song number two all right so it's really hard for this one because I do one hundred percent want to just bring like old or uh, new things to this one but I have to bring in at least one old one here yeah. so. I think I'm going to go with Anthony Green's I've Been Dying to Reach You. Ooh. Because nice. that song is too good. It's stuck with me since the day I first heard it back in high school. So, yeah. Anthony Green, I've Been yeah. Dying to Reach You. Yeah, no, I think it's a good choice. I, I love that. Again, another one coming from a solo project mm-hmm. uh, into this uh, last episode, into this episode. So that's cool. And Keith, what's your next one? My next one is... Probably as basic as I get, I think, for this. Um, this band is a band I got into before I realized they were emo, and I think probably, arguably, before they were really full on emo. It's arguable they're still not full on emo. It, yeah, we'll get to it. AFI. Um, I love uh, AFI. Uh, wait, was was this just December Underground? Because that's an emo album. Uh, I I listened to them back in '95. Okay, so, <laughs> that's that's like, when they were a punk band still. Yeah, they were still yeah. punk. Yeah, so they weren't really. And then they kind of transitioned right when they hit big, you know, so it was kind of interesting. Um, and I did go with, go with one of their emo songs. Um, and it is one of their hits, but I absolutely love this song. Silver and Cold is so fun. Like, and it's it's one of those, it's upbeat emo. It's the kind of stuff that makes you actually kind of want to thrash a little bit, you know, like, and I dig that about when emo doesn't make you just, you know, stand there and look sad, you know, like, <laughs> like having a little energy. And the video is great. Like, Davey Havoc is all over the place. And I just love him. So, um, earlier I mentioned a song, a band I did, wasn't, that I listened to that I didn't mention because I mentioned them earlier, kind of. I also listened to Dream Car this week, which is, which is his Ooh, nice. side project with the members of No Doubt, which is just absolutely incredible. And they should be on this list, but I cannot justify them being emo. They're, <laughs> 80s, they're 80s glam. They're just in the wrong decade, basically. So, um, but yeah, Silver and Cold by AFI is my second song. Excellent. All right. I'm excited. Now I get into my, I guess, my, my personal favorite uh, edition, because it's like my indie pick of, of it. I'm going with Maps by the Front Bottoms. And this song is really, I want to say it's really cute, but it's just really also just so sad. Have you ever heard of it, uh, uh, Stephen? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Honestly, at first, I thought you were going to say the yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, oh. say yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, it's not a cover. It's, it's a really good song. It's called Maps. And it, it literally paints a story. And I love it. It's, 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 like, it's really, it's, it's been really hit a stride during the, the emo revival. They were there during like the mid 2000s, but they're just more of a, yeah, you call them a punk band, and then like, but yeah, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> this song is really cool because like it has that indie feel where you have like that like that chasing acoustic guitar, make it kind of folky with like the story that's being played out. But it is that indie sound to it all that was really there during like the 2010s, and the story that gets played out is just like, it's, it, it, I mean, it opens up with the whole premise. Like, there's a map uh, in my room, and I got big, big plans, but I can see them slipping through from my sweaty hands, and then it paints into the story on like why it's ma- potentially it's all these plans to this map aren't going to work out between him and her over whatever reason you say i love you uh, no what is it you say i hate you and you mean it you say i love and i say i love you sounds fake and then like the chorus I, I, the, the chorus just hits me with like the um yeah the where if, if it would have worked out so it would have if it could have been with anybody with anybody else, it would have worked out so well. And it's just like, oh, buddy, it just gets so personal. It's just like, but you just can't help but just like kind of like want to cheer them on because the song, the song itself, the music uh, behind it, it's just very like, you just want to cheer for him. You want to cheer for like for this, like to actually work out. So I love the way it sounds. It's very contradicting to like how it makes you feel to what's actually being said. And I, I just, I, I adore the song. It's actually one that that's, that's what she um, introduced me to. So shout, shout out to her for calling out the, um, or, Introducing me to the front bottoms, and she's not listening. Max. She's ignoring you. She's ignoring me. She's not listening. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> uh, Steven, what is your next song? All right, um, I'm torn on who to say for my third one and who to say for my fourth one. I didn't put these in order or anything, Ooh. but this one, this this would be arguably not an, an emo like frontline emo song. I'm going with "Waiting on a Ghost" by Left at London. Okay. Yeah, I I was kind of worried that this that um that she might actually be on the jukebox already. Mm-hmm. But there's um so this this song it's a little bit older of a song from her, but there's a live performance from a radio station that I think is for me the definitive version of this song. Okay. Um the whole thing for it it's it's super stripped down, but I think the guitar tone and the actual kind of like vocals um, the obviously the lyrics, the kind of vocals that are happening in there, all lend themselves to being an emo song. But I don't think that the version of it that's on the album is as good as that one live radio performance. If you that. decide to go give it a listen, please find that one. You'll know which one it is. Okay, cool. Um, it's like, wait, so it ha- has it actually been released? Because we can probably put that one on the jukebox. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know if it's there on all like the audio streaming services or anything, but it has a good production value and everything. So I'm sure that it got released as a thing by itself, at least on a couple. For sure. I'll try to find it. And Keith, your next one. Okay. I talked about the origins of emo and my initial interaction with emo, and this is once again a situation probably before the emo term existed in modern culture, like at least widely, and a band that I absolutely love everybody knows i love that many consider to be the forefathers of emo and that's weezer (laughs) um i love weezer the popular one sure but yeah a lot of people like were like 
Some people will say that Weezer's emo. A lot of Weezer fans will be outraged by that. I used to get very angry <laughs> when people would say that Weezer was emo because it had a connotation to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're not like all American rejects. You know, like I'm like, it's no, no. So <laughs> I'm like, so I, lo- I love Weezer and any chance I have to put a song from them on, I'm going to do so. The problem was I didn't pick a very emo song of them because <laughs> I don't really care for those songs all that much. Um, yeah. So I went with a relatively newer song. Oh, okay. Um, because most people don't really like their new stuff, and those people are wrong. Um, we- Weezer's new stuff is amazing, and yes, I'm aware of the SNL skit, and I sound like Matt Damon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, which is still one of the best SNL skits they've ever done, by the way. Uh, so I'm picking a song that's not even on one of their albums. It was only released as a single. And before I announce that song, I'm going to give a quick honorable mention to the song that just missed the cut, which is, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Ooh. Um, I love that song, but it's anti-emo. It's upbeat. It's fun. It's about love. I couldn't justify putting that on an emo playlist. <laughs> is, is it, um, is it Weezer? I, I, I'm going to have like so many like grumpy music fans. The one, uh, If You Want to Destroy My Sweater. Yeah, the sweater song, yeah. Okay, that song, I I think, is an emo song. I don't like that song. That's the problem. Uh, I love that album, but I don't really like that song. I thought you were going to go with, uh, keeping with, with, uh, starting with the old one. I was like, the world has turned out left me, bro. I know. And I was thinking like Buddy Holly, but I was like, Mm -hmm. but no, I'm going to put on a song that, yeah, they only released as a single. And I love the story behind this song. So the U.S. men's team went to the World Cup in soccer. And they had a theme song that they did not like. They didn't like it. They did not want it to be their theme song. But U.S. soccer decided this is our theme song. And the players were like, ugh. Well, Weezer are really big soccer fans. And they said, you know what? We're going to make you our own theme song. And they made them a song called Represent. And it's so fucking good. And it's so much better than the song they chose. And I think it was used in the, like the, the television coverage for the World Cup because they, they realized, oh, this is really good. So, so yeah, Represent by Weezer. It is a single only. You don't know it because the cover is Clint Dempsey celebrating a goal. And the beginning of the song actually has a clip of the audio from the game. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Represent by Weezer. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Last rounds. <sighs> with the bonus round. And I don't know which one to go with. Should I go with what my heart tells me? What the? The fun one tells me, but no. This is an emo thing. I think you should go with what your heart tells you. You're right. And I already did that. <laughs> I already, already did that. Like the two fun ones would say the sooner and los malevanteros no lloran. So go with what my heart tells me. And that is one of the, like, also like back in the old school emo. I started old school emo, took a hiatus, and then came back. And then because of the revival, literally because of emo revival, it was just so perfect for them to, for them to come back. American football is always a great fucking band. And I'm going to go from the first album, and the song I'm going to go with is I'll See You When We're Both Not So Emotional. That title alone <laughs> is just a perfect. And it's literally like, you look up the lyrics to this, and it's just three, two stanzas and an extra line. And the whole thing is just gets like, just, just brushed out. There's a really good experience and i just love how he can just like carry these lo- these like lines for just like for his all these measures and it's just it's just a beautiful song and again i just i love the name of the title so i'll see you when we're both not so emotional by american football from the first album and 
I'll tell you guys on my honorable mentions what my fun ones was going to be. We're going to be. So, Steven, what is your last one? I got a long list of honorable mentions. Here. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, Fire away. Well, you know, no, do your, no, no. your honorable mentions after me because oh, I yeah, might right. have your honorable mentions. That's <laughs> yeah, <true>. yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, th- those, those are the last ones. It's mop and cleanup. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, so my last one here is another new one. Um, this Ooh, is nice. the band Movements. The song is Daylily. Um, that's a really good fucking song. If If you've ever had a bad relationship... Or any of those things, you've been having a hard time in 20 and 2021, and you like the emo, it's right there for you. You can sing along to it. We can all sing along to this band. Um, they're a newer act. I think that they started off real angsty, like 100% full in on it, angsty. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're moving kind of past that. Because you can only do that on tour for so long, you know. Yeah. You're not necessarily feeling all of those same same emotions when you're playing the songs day in and day out. But they, they they've certainly grown a little bit. But this song is damn near perfect. Oh, love it. Okay, movements, uh, daily, excellent. Mm-hmm. And Keith, how are you going to close off the playlist, the jukebox this time? I'm calling an audible. Ooh. So I'm gonna reveal. Wait, my they mentions. sponsored this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, man. Uh, so <laughs> use use code Jukebox Vertigo. No. Uh, <laughs> so a uh, couple honorable mentions: uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Mm. Uh, I like face them. Uh, face sounds good. My issue with them is um, I'm kind of conflicted with their principles. Yeah. No. And no. And they're they're real like butt rock now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And also like. They have like, they do Christian music, and they claim they've always been Christian. They weren't always Christian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's one of those things where like all the bands back in the day all said that they were Christian bands. Yeah, and then just like four <laughs> or five years later, they were like, "Yeah, I don't know why we were on Tooth and Nail. That was weird." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like no, they had like like one of their songs had a really offensive name in their first album, and I'm like. No, and then they changed the name of the song, but they pretended it never happened. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, but I always like that song. I, 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 you know, they're fine. Uh, but I I think nothing, nothing will ever take away the first time I, I um, dropped to my guitar to the actual tuning yeah. to, your, to your guardian angel, and then it sounds perfect. <laughs> nothing, no, nothing will ever take that away from me. That was awesome, <laughs> dude. I had the exact same experience. Like you, you, dro- you tune into like drop D. You just tune it's into so a D low. and just. And you just feel like I'm playing the song, mom. <laughs> um, my other honorable mention is my favorite emo um, uh, lead singer, which is Dashboard Confessional. Oh, you nice. son of a bitch! That, <laughs> um, I love Caravas. He's he's the man. He has three bands, and they're all great. He's just an amazing dude, and he he doesn't live an emo lifestyle. Like he doesn't seem like he's really depressed in real life. You know, he's like a really happy guy. He loves music. Like I just love him to death. And I think he has a really great voice and also incredibly handsome, insanely oh, yeah. handsome. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, specifically, I'm always giving a shout out to twin forks His you know, folky country singing kind of thing side project. I love them. I saw them live. They're incredible. See them live. They come to your town. Um, but my pick is going to be Paramore. Oh, damn. For real. That's because, a good one. Because I love Paramore. I still have... I have some... 
again, my definition of emo is different than everybody else's. So no, it's okay. But, no, it's I, think pop, I think pop punk fits, in, fits into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm gonna go with it. Uh, Paramore, I'm gonna pick uh, "Still Into You." Uh, okay. Which I fucking love that song. Um, it's actually uh, our good friend Reina Steven. Um, me and her are both huge Paramore fans. And I was like, you know, if we ever get married, this is going to be the song we dance to. Right? She was like, you really dance to this song. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but this is this is our song. And then I found the the um, the uh, what's it called? The oh my gosh, the guy that does the the covers, jazz band covers. Oh, I, I don't know jukebox. the name. Postmodern jukebox. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a cover of "Still Into You" and it's slowed down and jazzy. And I'm like, okay, this version, this is what we're <laughs> going to dance to. So. Um, but yeah, "Still Into You" by Paramore will be my final song. Fuck uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think if I have any other emo honorable mentions. I mean, no one picked "My Chemical Romance" because we all uh, thought everybody yeah. else was going to pick "My yeah, Chemical Romance." Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it's, what it's, happened. I wasn't right going. To, I wasn't going to because I mean, Keith always does. So I was. But, I didn't last time, did I? I mean, you always pick honey. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. You already, uh, did you already add honey already to this one? Not this and, time. Uh, but yeah, I know. So sorry to the listeners. I know My Chemical Romance was being probably screamed to be added. It would have. Probably we each have our own pick. But I really counted on these two guys to do it for me. <laughs> well, no, we also I, counted I, on there being more than three people here. And yeah. The odds yeah. of it being brought up was so high, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> no, so. I think... Like honestly, the the groups that I kind of expected to end up on there were the used, um, possibly Silverstein, Ooh, um, nice. like groups like this. Th- there's considerably less screamo on this list because I think you guys have already listened to these bands. You need new bands. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Well, this is my limited experience with emo too. So, <laughs> like you know, that comes into part of it. So, uh, wait. So, do you have any honorable mentions, or was that it? I have so many. For Keith. <laughs> um, I can't think of any others really besides uh, Mike Him. And here's another disputed one for you The Bravery. No, that's okay. good. Yeah. I, I love The Bravery. I think they're really cool. I, yeah. I, there was um, there was the point when we were talking about the use earlier, I was going to bring this up, where when I became aware of what emo was and like how it, it was impacting modern music, is I caught on to the used my chemical romance and the bravery within three days of each other mm. and th- that's like the first wave of emo that really struck me so um really liked them i always let lean towards the bravery of the three early on obviously my chem is the one that i love um saw them live they're absolutely incredible um, Lucky. oh so good it was their i think it was their last tour like before the reunion tour mm-hmm. and um they played every song i wanted them to play Except for the one song I wanted them to play, which is my favorite song, Houseway brought up, "Honey, This Mirror Isn't Big Enough for the Both of Us," which mm. is my favorite Mike Kim song. <laughs> That's a good uh, song. Yeah, and so, but they played everything else, and it was just fun. It was in Vegas. It was at the House of Blues, I want to say. Oof. And so it was a really, really cool show, and they were just amazing and really good dudes. Like they were cool on um, on stage, and yeah, just great. So, uh, other than that, I can't think of any others. Um, but I will say I'm kind of disappointed in myself not being able to come up with more female-led emo bands. So oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we you you brought up uh, Paramore in there. I think yeah. if if you're going with Paramore, and for some reason people didn't listen to the last episode that I was on, if you like Paramore, just go listen to Stand Atlantic. <laughs> oh my God, I haven't had a chance to tell you. Thank you so much for introducing <laughs> me to Stand Atlantic. I don't know if you I, I don't know if you heard our next episode after that. No, but I, we were talking about what we've been listening to, and I said, well. Uh, basically, like I compared it to Zelda's Triforce, 
I was like, <laughs> so I was like, so I had two pieces of Triforce, which is uh, Beach Bunny and Best Coast, like <laughs> as far as female led bands. And I'm like, and I was looking for that third piece of the Triforce, and Steven introduced me to Stand Atlantic, and I was like, yes, this band is incredible. <laughs> I, I was obsessed with them for weeks, just listening nonstop. <laughs> and they still come up quite often. So thank you. I haven't had a chance to tell you. That's such a great man. Yeah, I'm so glad. Thank you. And Steven, your honorable mentions. All right. So the honorable mentions are, are long here. Uh, first and foremost, uh, in keeping with the theme of if you need new music and everything, not everyone listened to the My Chem B-Sides release of uh, Conventional oh. Weapons, mm-hmm. which I think might actually have my favorite My Chem song in Boy Division. Really? Nice. Yeah, the, the, the first song on that album, well, of, uh, not album, like that release uh, EP. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that damn song. Um, other than that, um, my favorite post-hardcore band that I mentioned earlier was Lower Definition. They're one of the most inf- influential groups for me. Um, Seosin even put out new music more recently. Um, I didn't love that album, but the first song on it, I think is a damn near perfect song. And that yeah. song is Silver String. Um, say Anything, A Walk Through Hell. Bro, Say that's, Anything is great. Yeah, like, I don't love everything Say Anything, but that song, that's a good damn song. Um, the band Issues. The, the band Issues, they're made up of a bunch of different bands nice. that that were all these different emo post hardcore bands. And they put out an album called Beautiful Oblivion that's funky, jazzy, incredibly fucking poppy. Nice. Um, there, there's a country song on that album. Like, that that album is good. Um, <laughs> and then the other the other group that I that I think always sits right alongside Bayside for me is the matches for the album. Yvonne doll killed the locals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- those are, those are the main ones for honorable mentions Th- there's more here. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to do that to everybody. The The last one I'll say is just listen to the slowed down the 33 RPM version of Jolene by Dolly Parton where it takes okay. that song that's already pretty sad. And when they slow it down to 33 RPM, it sounds like there's like, um, because the time period of the recording of the song, it sounds like there's a man who, who has his, his, like his actual lover, his significant other who's being taken by some woman in a time that would have been incredibly complicated to be a homosexual man. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. <laughs> nice. And it's just slowing the song down to 33 RPM. Awesome. Yeah. Um, my, I, I, I want to okay. really quick jump on. I forgot. Yeah. Motion City soundtrack. I love Motion City. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, so basically, my honorable mentions were the ones that didn't get to make like the the top two songs um, because they're, they're they're pretty much like I would just picked all the songs from like my, my high school and I did, I didn't want to just put uh, pop punk uh, emo, but uh, Fall Out Boy, Carpet Song of mm-hmm. Love. I was like that's like one of my favorite songs. Taking Back Sunday. Cute without the E. Yup. These are just songs I just had fun listening to with like for my serious picks. And the one that didn't make the cut because it was like gonna be my fun pick is a is from a band I was never fond of. I never liked them because it was they were like again from like the high school times, so, like not every emo band was gonna be good. Not every screamo band was that good. And I was with some buddies, and my friend was just like, Hey, I gotta check on this house because he was gonna be a chamberlain for a friend's quinceanera. And I'm sitting there, and it's like, okay, they're gonna have just like do a quick, I guess, like a, a quick update to one of the steps to the to the main dance, and they play the song, and I'm cringing inside, but I'm like, 
yeah, this shit kind of bobs, but I'll, ne- I'll never tell anybody. <laughs> um, a letter from Janelle from Chiodos. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Okay, so I saw Chiodos and S- and Silverstein in this on the same concert, nice. like, on, like on the same tour together. Silverstein is perfect and flawless live. Chiodos is a goddamn mess. <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 it's pretty much probably because like. Wow, she's really going with this song for her dance for her, her quinceañera. <laughs> this song, like, I, I get it aesthetically, I get it, but then we're listening to the lyrics and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I was like, just like, just like the ballsiness of the, just like picking that song. I was like, you know, I, that's that's fucking punk rock and just like, but it's emo, but it's really good. So I've, I've always just had this fondness just to this one Chioto song, a letter from Janelle, but it didn't make the cut. All right. Uh, I don't mention to moving on, closing that page. A lot of fun. Like, God damn it. I fucking love talking about emo music. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the next segment, new releases. It is that time. Keith, what do you see on your end? Uh, coming out tonight is the full album for Lil Nas X. Oh, finally. Yeah. I think it's actually out. Uh, critics gave it a 60%. They're wrong. Like they're they cannot be right <laughs> just based on what we know already, so that's really low. Um, but the, it, I read the reviews and they're kind of like disingenuous. I think personally, uh, we have a new Thrice album. Someone's a big Thrice album fan or Thrice fan. I can't remember if it was you or Crozen. Uh, probably Crozen. Yeah, uh, we have an Enrique Iglesias album. If anyone's uh, so inclined, I am. Um, uh, I saw another really good one. What was it? Uh, uh, there's going to be a Lindsey Buckingham album, which is the guy from Fleetwood Mac. Uh, he has a solo album coming out. Ah. Um, what was there was one hey, other big one? Of, you know, there's a Hawthorne Heights album. Oh man, a brand new one. The The Rain Just Follows Me is the name of the album. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Oh, uh. and then <laughs> uh, also there's an album uh, from The Beths, which is a really cool band. They're doing a. They have a live album from Auckland, New Zealand. So that's. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I think that's it. All I got for this next week, and then the week after that, since we do record every two weeks, um, there was the new Saint Vincent album actually comes out this weekend. I'm, Ooh, so, okay. torn on, I'm so torn on Saint Vincent. Like the last like <laughs> two albums. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna listen to it. It's probably it's probably gonna be one of my big listens for the next time. So. Um, and then Japanese Breakfast. Right, Josue, were you a fan of Japanese Breakfast? Yo, fuck yeah. Wait, what do they got? Yeah, they have an album called S- Sable. Another album? Yeah. In the same year? Amazing. There's fuck new, yeah. There's a new Poppy album coming out, and me and Daniel will both listen to that, I'm sure. Um, g Easy has an album coming out, if that's your thing. Alicia Cara has an album coming out, which is really interesting, because... She had a little bit of pop success, and she wasn't great, but I think she's actually switching up her sound a bit, and I'm kind of curious to see what she's going to do. It might be a little bit different. Uh, and then we get a new Third Eye Blind album. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Um, Cold War Kids. Uh, also Angel- a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Angels and Airwaves. Oof. Ooh, nice. Wait, Angels and Airwaves, what? Single album? What do we got? It was like an album called Life Forms. Oh, fuck yeah, finally. I was actually a big fan of Dreamwalker from 2015. Yeah. It was a great uh, album. X Ambassadors, really? Huh, that's interesting. A Neo EP. I guess that's been probably out. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's pretty much it that I can see here. Okay. We, uh, we, we, we still have the Puff Daddy album, like, lingering. and It's been, like, pending for weeks. And it's it's here. It says it's coming out then, but we'll see. Oh, and Natalie Imbruglia. So I'll probably listen to that. Damn, we have an emo episode, and it seems like all these cats just came out of the woodwork. I'm seeing projects. <laughs> I'm seeing projects from Four Years Strong. I'm seeing Attack Attack, and one I never thought I'd ever see again. Or not the Pretty Reckless, but the Pretty Reckless now. But an actual album from an album from We Were Promised Jetpacks. I have not said that <laughs> bad name. I have not said that bad name in so long. <laughs> this is just new at the drive-in album coming out this week. Like. <laughs> <laughs> We should have more emo episodes, guys. They'll probably they'll all come back. <laughs> now we're good. <laughs> uh, no, the stuff I was actually really excited for. And one actually, Keith, one I really want you to check them out. Dead Sarah, an album. And check out their check out their first album, their, their self-titled one. And then see if you like, and then probably come back to the new to the new one. Ain't it tragic, but I, I think you'll really, really like these guys. Dead Sarah is was well, such a great fucking band. I, okay. I've considered them before uh, on the playlist. They came as honorable mentions, but that's one that just, that one just like the one that surprised me. Alien Weaponry. There are two Alien Weaponries out there. If it's the Australian one, I'm excited for this album. <laughs> uh, and then um, there was that also Lord EP that was kind of like the different language of some of her songs. Oh shit! I'm about to listen to that. Yeah, yeah they're they're like in a different language. Um, ooh, a new Maria single. Oh, it's just a she's, remix of some of her songs. She's a Kiwi, so it might be Maori or something. Ooh, cool. Uh, uh, Kuko single, Under the Sun. Definitely going to listen to that. Um, Oh, yeah. Since we're still on the topic of talking, well, this whole episode is the topic of emo. Um, Daniel had honorable mentions, and I should call him out. His his My Chem uh, song would have been uh, Cemetery Drive, so there would have been a My Chem song on here. Uh, He also would have picked My Curse from Kill Switch Engage. And then uh, probably the most emo one was Tears Don't Fall by by Bullet from My Valentine. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Shout out yeah. David Benitez. Yeah, Daniel Barroso. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. no, David, David Benitez. Oh, David Benitez. Oh, wait. The, like that dude loved that damn band. Oh, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> Um I'll, I'll go ahead and give Crozen's honorable mentions, even though he didn't say anything to me. Uh, so that's going to be Coed and Cambria, and two side projects from people from Coed and Cambria. <laughs> Prize fighter Inferno. <laughs> yeah. Last time, literally, he had like this intricate. Like how these all are related to each other. I think it was really funny. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> all right, so yeah, those are the ones I'm pretty much excited for. Uh, DM, honestly, Dead Sarah. I'm, I'm really fucking excited for that one. Okay, next up, uh, Keith. What is the next episode gonna be? Our next episode is going to be great music videos. Only songs with amazing videos that accompany them, and we're going to be joined by. At least one special guest. I hope two. Uh, the first one is going to be uh, returning, triumphantly returning, uh, Jessica, also from Geek Elite Media. Yes. Uh, she she dib- dibs this one right away. I gave her first first crack because uh, she got last crack of the last list. So I was like, I'll give her first crack. So she took this one. And hopefully, fingers crossed, because fans or plans change with this person by the minute. <laughs> but hopefully... Our producer Liz will make her show <gasps> debut with the music video episode. I'm so fucking Wait, excited. Can can I get it in before like the best mention in here? I was gonna say I thought you were actually kind of built for the uh, uh, for this one too, like a long time ago. I, I might uh, have. 
but I because I didn't want him to have two of them, you know, like you know. So yeah, but anyways, understand. Uh, but yeah, if you want to throw something out, go ahead. Give I just a preview. Clint Eastwood via the gorillas. I'm I'm almost certain gorillas will be on the list. I'll <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited for that one. And the good news is, uh, this is the last category that we currently have drawn. So we're going to be drawing a brand new set of five categories. Nice. And we Ooh. will see what is the future holds. So. This is a phase two. <laughs> Next batch. Alrighty then. Uh, shit. Lost my place. Yes, that is, that is right. This that, After all that, this does conclude this episode of Jukebox Vertigo. I want to thank the co-hosts for their amazing emo picks. Steven, insert your plugs. Shout outs. I'm not on the internet right now. It's 2021. I'm rebuilding myself and everything. So go, go check out uh, my fantastic, wonderful, amazingly talented friend, Sid. Uh, it's at 10speed, T-E-N-S-P-D, yes. everywhere on the internet. She's actually got a new album that's in the final stages of being put together right now. Ooh. So I've heard it. It's good. Awesome. Um, I'm stoked. Excellent. Awesome. Sid used to come into Hastings a lot. Oh, yeah. When I worked there. And we talked all the time. So that's really cool. Yeah, Sid's a fantastic human being. Yeah. I remember seeing her jamming out, making music to Game Boys. Mm-hmm. So, so fucking long ago. That, that's still in there. The chip tune is in there. Yes, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and Keith, plugs, shout outs. Your turn. All right. So, you can find this show and every other show we do at Geek Elite Media on Twitter as well as at geekelitemedia.com. Uh, our other show is we have issues where we review every new comic that comes out this every week. Seemingly every new. We might miss a few. Uh, you can find that at WHI Podcast. You can find me at WHI Podcast Keith. And our aforementioned producer, Liz, at WHI Podcast, Liz. Excellent. And thank you to the listeners for your continued support on this musical sharing ride. As I said before, you can check out this show also on Twitter at Jukebox Vertigo. Myself on Twitter, I'm at Josue Reads Josue. And I'm also starting to stream more now. So twitch.tv slash Josue plays Josue. Yes. (laughs) But... uh, also jump the gun there. So jump, going back to the Jukebox Vertigo uh, Twitter account, uh, you can also check out there where uh, public playlists will be uh, updated and shared weekly, as well as, as well as with a short playlist to go with every new episode with our picks. So let now let loose with your jams and geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.